0: again with another Grizzlies game recap here at Free Basketball joined once again by Mr. Daniel Greer. Past couple days, well really this whole restart has been kind of depressing, Daniel. I'm glad that I could still get you on here. (laughs) Relatively sober and in (laughs) relatively good spirits, hopefully. How are you doing tonight after this 0-4 start like everyone predicted?
1: Yeah. So... It's weird. Um, I was just like watching the uh the the thing about Ben Simmons come out. He walked off the court, didn't come back in the games and street clothes, x-ray's negative, he's day-to-day. I'm like, how is this possible? They have a player get hurt, the Grizzlies, player gets hurt, he goes out of the game, comes back in the game, finishes the game, next day, done for the season. I'm like, this does not make sense. So um with that being said literally um all this is a bonus um i'm not chalking anything up my care level is lower than it has been um i'm not worrying about wins and losses anymore i would kind of like us to be the spoiler i think it'd be so funny if we could figure out a way to get into the eighth spot or even the ninth spot whatever Uh, the ninth spot would be practically impossible to win two games for me and these teams but Um, If we were to get an eighth spot, win one of the two from Portland, play the the Lakers and get swept just to screw (laughs) off all these (laughs) other teams and their chances, yeah, screw you guys. We're going to just spoil it for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be, what, three and a half games up and still, like, clinging on for dear life, although the Blazers have pulled into as of tonight's win within a game. So, right. This is really – this is going to get depressing. Spurs and Pelicans are tied right behind them at two games behind, so still a little tiny bit of a cushion. But, man, it's it's gone from just win three to just win one.
1: Right. Like, please this, just yeah.
0: win one and hope everyone else just wins three. Um, the Grizzlies, of course, are winless in this restart, and they are tied with two other teams, the Wizards and the Kings, for winless teams in the NBA bubble restart. which I don't think anybody would have possibly predicted, especially Grizz fans, but it has just been started. It seemed like we were going to start really strong with that awesome game with the Blazers, and it just, that gut punch really took us out. And I was actually encouraged after today's game, of course the news with Jaron Jackson Jr. being out with a torn meniscus, is that what it was?
1: Yeah, torn meniscus.
0: And he's out for the rest of the season, so now it's just... Now you have to play different lineups. We were talking about last uh, uh, episode about should we try something different for a little burst of life to now you're forced, Taylor Jenkins. You have to play different lineups. And uh, I, I thought it was interesting. Of course, the Grizz lost to the Utah Jazz tonight, 124 to 115. It's rare for the Jazz to get in that kind of scoring match, especially with a team that was l- missing you know, a handful of their players and obviously Triple J being one of their top two players. Right. I was actually impressed with the Grizzlies. I This is the first game really where I was kind of distracted by what was going on at the house and people calling me. So I didn't get to do a ton of game note things like I usually do, but it seemed like a very concerted effort coming out the jump to – attack the paint which is kind of surprising with how successful they were attacking rudy gobert and i mean i think we had something like 20 paint points in the first quarter right so and jaw looked okay he had an encouraging start he was attacking shooting floaters he wasn't doing because the first three games i mean or at least the past two especially he would kind of been doing the drive to the hole but then he's looking for something else he wasn't looking for the floater so it was nice to see him just be like well screw it i got nothing else yeah i'm gonna start shooting this floater so he had an encouraging game and then the first quarter we're down by six and then the second quarter we just go off and we're playing loose i think i tweeted that since they really had nothing to lose at this point you could tell the guys felt a little looser they didn't seem as stiff Guys yeah. were just out there playing and they were abusing the Jazz for, you know, seven minutes of that quarter. And then the Jazz go on a devastating run in the final five minutes, 22 to one run. Whew. So we went from being up 12 yeah. in those seven minutes in the second quarter to being down nine at half. <laughs> yeah. And Stupid. it was just kind of like, okay, we just had one of those quarters. It's expected. It's very hard to overcome everything that the Grizzlies have kind of been through with injury and morale kicks to the nuts, basically. Yeah. For a lack of a better description. <laughs> and and then we came out in the third quarter and had a great quarter.
1: Yeah. no, it, no The third quarter was a, a positive. Coming out of the half, good coaching. So, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, I mean, because this game is basically a game of one bent run by the jazz in the second quarter. Right. And offsetting quarters, really. So we started, you know, starting lineup in the first. We're getting in the paint. We're abusing the jazz inside, which I am shocked by.
1: Rudy Gobert is not that good.
0: So we start, <laughs> we start getting loose in the second. So the first is so-so, not great. Second's awesome till the end. Third, we dominate that. And we're only down by one, heading to the fourth, and then the fourth it's nip and tuck the whole quarter, yeah, and then once again, the young <laughs> players, rookies, second year players, third year players bites us again in the final yeah. four four minutes, really. It's just nip and tuck until I don't know exactly when it started to they started to extend the lead, but right. it, it's it's really been this whole restart has been about poise in the fourth quarter in the crunch final six four to six minutes, and yeah. that was a close game. I really felt like the Grizzlies were gonna steal that one from the jazz for yeah. for a lot of it. I'd never felt like this was just a done deal, even if they went on that twenty two and one run. I was like, we still had a lot of success with what we did going inside. Right. We stick with that, we're going to be close. And it turned out to be true. And then we fell apart at the end again.
1: <laughs> yeah. But the, that, and honestly, just look at the numbers, it was 56 to 36 in points in the paint. Um, if, if I'm a team that has the most all time defensive player of the year or whatever they want to claim him as, he's garbage. But I think <laughs> that, um, I, I think that just shows right there that you can easily take it at him because, um, I know he changed some shots and I know he, he got jaw to stop uh, on his dribble drive a few times, but literally jaw looked like a more assertive player. And and that's the main, that's all I've asked is just to him, just do his thing. And if it doesn't work out, which it didn't sometimes today, that was fine. Like he didn't have a great game. He had a few open three pointers, which was awesome. He drove to the basket and created shots, open shots for everybody else. And so in the end of the day, that's all you can really ask for. Um, yeah. Joe Ingle Joe Ingles killed us in that fourth quarter and that's really what it and the, that's the difference honestly
0: yeah he went 6 for 11 from threes god you play anybody wow. that's going to shoot that kind of numbers in a game it, it's either going to be close or you're going to lose like yeah. it's hard to overcome a guy shooting 6 for 11 from three i mean you mentioned yeah. Rudy Gobert he went for 21 and 16 he had yeah. a solid game the big key for him really is that he was 11 for 12 from the free throw line.
1: That's nuts, yeah. I,
0: I mean, I, that Utah crazy. as a total went 30 for 33. Yeah. So it really kind of came down to they did what they were supposed to do as professionals and hit their free throws. Right. And, I mean, I know we kind of were fouling Rudy off of, you know, high screen screener rolls, the guy's not helping, so we kind of just bail him out. But – He's a professional, he finished him, so you got I can't hate on him too much. Um the kind of question I'm asked about the Grizzlies, I mean, John Morant went for twenty and nine, thank God, six rebounds. Yeah. Still a minus sixteen overall in the game. But Dylan Brooks came out on fire twenty first point half and three points in the second half total.
1: Yeah. That what can happen.
0: I I don't get the so up and down thing with him. I I don't get why he... It's so hard for him to be consistent. I just... I really wish the Grizzlies weren't kind of... Like, their peaks and valleys weren't based off his peaks and valleys. Yeah. Like, I wish we could just figure out a way to where he's... When he's good we're unstoppable when he's bad. He doesn't really hurt us that much, but it's just not that case. Well, when,
1: the thing when, is, is you had, you had to have a good team that's deep. That way when he's off, you can bench him and kind of give him a chance to rest. And yeah. when he's going, you ride him and when he's off, you put him on the bench. Like it just, that that's part of him being a bench player, but that's also part of, you know, a year or two down the road when this team has maybe a, a good two guard to pair along with, uh, John Jaron, um, I think you're going to see that, and you know they had somebody that could control the ball and honestly get a bucket when they needed them to. A more consistent score, this team would be really, really good. And I think in the future that will come because I think more people want to play with Jaw. Jaw is well liked around this league. Jaron as well. Yes. But just by looking at the way Jaw is with people on the court, off the court yesterday uh, during the uh, the Twitter beef the uh, Marty Mush whatever his name is put out. Uh, a lot of people came to his aid. Um so even Marcus Saul that was kind of cool to see, but I I think a lot of people like him and so I think that'll happen in the future.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I uh I think that's really helpful if the Grizzlies are going to attract people, right? For sure. Because sure. that's the biggest thing now. It's not really I mean city and destination obviously is a big part of it, but right. who's the people there? And yeah. I think I – th- I agree with you. I think that young core, especially Triple J and Jaw, is just a really likable – people like playing with people like that. So yeah. hopefully that will help us in the future. You mentioned Valentina starting early. I mean, he went for 21 points and 14 rebounds. Absolute monster game for him, really. Yeah. And it just kind of shocked me at how easy it was to score on Rudy Gobert. I mean, still, Rudy blocked some of his little turn hook shots a couple times. Right. But overall – it wasn't that hard to score on the Jazz. I mean, <laughs> 115 hard. points. I don't get why sometimes, like a team like this, like the Grizzlies, who missing Triple J, key factor, missing their backup, you know, point guard, didn't have justice at all. Who could have been a wild card here? Yeah. Still, just spring playing spread out, drive and kick. Still dropped 115 points on them. Yeah. So the Jazz, I just, I really thought the Jazz were going to be a much better team. I didn't think Bogdanovich would be a huge missing missing piece for them, but obviously I'm wrong because the Jazz just don't look right.
1: Well, they play slow defense. Um, I I don't care what people say how good they are. Their defense is very much slow to react, which is a biggest thing with you know obviously with NBA. It's just getting people, you know, moving around because the ball moves, you know, often, you know, quickly when it does. Um, most of the time, they really just turn people into Rudy into the paint, and so it's just turnstile defense. Um, and I think that's changed over the last couple years. Uh, I think with, when Donovan Mitchell got there, I think the defense kind of changed, and for the for the worse. And I don't think this is the same old school jazz defense that you're expecting to play against um and I think that they leave a lot of people wide open and they push a lot of people toward Rudy thinking that he's just going to go ahead and um I Eviscerate guess block the shot everyone yeah, everybody he's so amazing no it's just you take it right at him he only has 6 fouls he's going to foul you or let you go and that he, let, he let a lot go today cuz he knew he needed to be on the court
0: yeah but with uh, a former Utah Jazz player that the Grizz picked up, Grayson Allen shooting six for yep. eight from three today. Is yep. the regression coming? <laughs> or Eventually, is this yes. thing gonna keep shooting forty to f- is is Grayson Allen really a forty plus no. percent three point shooter? Are we no, about he's... to see the regression at the worst time possible when we need one win? <laughs> right. Um
1: Yes, probably. Unfortunately, because that's just who he is. He's streaky. And he was like that at Duke. I watched him for four years. He was a very much a streaky player. But he is not a three-point shooter. He's feeling it. It's going in. Doing well. But what he can do is get to the basket. He can leap. He has some leaping ability. And I think that he's a smart enough player that I think if the shot's not falling he will try to get to the basket. And so I have faith in this game, especially as a 15 to 20 minute role player. I know he's a little bit more right now, but a 15, 20 minute role player, you can give me that guy. Cause if he's hot and he's open and he hits that bangs down that three, we're good. If not, he can get to the basket. So, um, I'm glad that you, uh, talked a lot of trash about him. You're because welcome. He, he's stepping up. You're welcome. And, I'm,
0: uh, I'm happy to be the brunt of anything to get someone yeah. to actually play good.
1: I think he's a, 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 Top ten player on this team uh, for the next couple of years.
0: That's. I don't know if that's really saying a lot. <laughs>
1: it's, no, it's I think this team is deep on the roster. He's putting up between. He's putting up. Let's say he's a ten point score every night off your bench, hitting a three or two, getting to the line a couple of times and hitting a layup. That's not a bad. That's a good bench player in this league.
0: That I agree. That would be
1: and he's defensively, you know, sound. So that
0: that would be ideal for Grayson if he can be that kind of person.
1: Yeah, so but couple no, more agree.
0: questions. I know we didn't want to talk long tonight, but I do want to I do have a couple questions about certain players. Kyle Anderson had a good game. Um, yeah. 12 points for him. Seemed to finally break out of his funk, but is that because of the Jazz and their playing style? Is that just a team that he's tailored to have success against? Or do you think yeah. he's going to have sustained success as we go into this next game with the Oklahoma City Thunder? They play kind of a similar style. Is he going to still have success, you think, or it's just a good matchup with him against the, the Jazz?
1: Yeah, I, I think they do play a little bit more closer to his style of game, the more slower uh, style. But I think Kyle is someone who's feeling more and more comfortable playing alongside Ja. And he's honestly, he's been somebody that when we stall out, he has that super slow, mo, European step to the <laughs> goal. That's what he does. <laughs> he still he hasn't finished the
0: whole time you were saying it like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Like, he, he literally, he gets the step, and then you think he's about to go shoot up. He's like, no, I got another step, actually. And then I'm going to kind of fade away and so that's what he does and he's been very good at that and so um, slow-mo I give him a lot of credit he plays very good defense Um, he deflects a lot of balls I think that was more today about the the jazz and him feeling feeling like that but I think he's gonna be um, as consistent as he always is if he could just shoot two threes a game uh, make a couple layups a game and give you 10 to 12 as a starter but as a good uh, defender I think you're okay with that
0: Other question I have about the team. We saw some action from Gorgie Dane. Yep. I have not seen Gorgie Dane play in a minute, obviously. Yeah. I see why he wasn't used at all in the first four games. Yeah. I feel like Gorgie Dane didn't used to play like that. Like, he looked like he was a walking corpse. Like, he could barely move.
1: Yeah, he... Has he like always stiffer. been like
0: that? I felt like he was more fluid before with the Timberwolves and he was kind of frisky, you know, as like a stretch five guarding yeah. the rim. I mean, he looks absolutely miserable out there. He's the highest paid player on the Grizzlies' payroll, right. and he does not look like he even wants to be a part of a Grizzlies basketball team. <laughs> right. It, I. Yeah. After watching that today, I mean, he only played 10 minutes and was a minus 12 in those 10 minutes, one for four from the from the field. He took this awful, god-awful three in the corner that as soon as he shot it, you knew it had no chance in hell of even getting there. Yeah. I, I no, mean, I, is he even worth trying to keep around?
1: No, he, he's a guy that you signed, um, I don't know what trade that was in. Um, whose trade was that to get him back? We traded somebody away to bring him, him and somebody else back. Was uh, he part of the Justice Winslow trade?
0: I think he was part of the Winslow trade.
1: Okay, I think. Well, yeah, I, I think that's in, in in the day, that's really what you did is you tried to make sure you got pieces around to get the player you actually wanted. So um, no, I, I think he's just a fill-in piece. Nothing big, nothing crazy. Uh, he definitely does look like he has lost a step in the uh, the bubble. So, I, I don't know how in the world you play 11 minutes and go uh, negative 12. Uh, that's crazy. And to kind of take a step back, when you're talking about Kyle Anderson, 30 minutes today, plus 9. That's that's crazy that he's a plus 9 30 minutes, and there's only 48 in the game. Yeah. So, <laughs> those other 18 minutes when he was not on the court, they ended up losing by 18. 18? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Um. Yeah, I don't know, but that's not so. I
0: I say a lot of the plus minus numbers came from the whole fact like they're misleading in this game because it's right. not like they were out now dominated. It they all were skewed from that twenty two to one run. Everyone's yeah, plus agree. minus is just messed up after that. It's hard to really look at that and feel like you understand what happened to the game because exactly you watch that game with Jaw and he has the numbers that he has and you see oh minus he was a minus twenty. It's like, well, okay, watch the game. It wasn't really like that. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. It wasn't like jaw was hurting us, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but That's to nice. uh, I do have two. Uh, I have a weird question for you. If you know this off the top of your head, don't be looking at any standings or anything. Um, Who are the two teams in this restart opposite of the Grizzlies that are undefeated? Wow. Have not lost yet.
1: Huh. Uh, we know the Frisky Suns lost finally. Um, Toronto Raptors and Boston Celtics. Nope. The Suns really?
0: have actually not lost yet.
1: The Suns haven't lost yet.
0: They are not. They are three and zero. So it's the Toronto and um and Phoenix. They play tomorrow. The other team that is undefeated in this thing to start the Indiana Pacers. Wow, both teams are three and O. The only two teams to do that so far in this restart. That's crazy. So after tomorrow, obviously we'll ha- only have one left. Yeah, but the Suns are kind awesome. of a feel-good story. But
1: yeah, hey, uh, you know what? Go undefeated,
0: Suns. Do it. Screw it. Why not? Please, wet Why? like I'm wet like I'm book eight <laughs> and But tomorrow we'll wrap up here. You gotta get you back to your TV show. Uh um, yeah,
1: Big Brothers on tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the root beer floats aren't gonna drink themselves. Uh, uh I gotta get it. Tomorrow's a very big game at one thirty. It's the Pelicans versus the Kings. That is a massive game implication for the Grizzlies. Uh so that could we really need the Kings to who are one of this team that started Ofer. They're 0-3 right now. We really need them to steal one to kind of keep the Pelicans at bay. Because like we right. said before, I, I really don't feel nervous about the Spurs, honestly, but you just never know. Um, right. Next game, obviously, we have is against the Oklahoma City Thunder, correct?
1: Shoof. Shoof.
0: Yeah. How do you Shoof. feel about that one? That one is at 3 o'clock Central, I believe, on NBA TV.
1: On well, Friday, right? Did I say Friday. Uh, yeah, I think you said Friday. Uh, okay. yeah, we play at three o'clock. NBA TV. It's still gonna be on Fox Sports. So yeah. catch it there. Uh, we're blacked out here in the uh, Memphis area. For why you can't go to the game? Why would you be blacked out? I guess they'll I send us know. all to, to Fox Sports, but um, yeah, seems, we play. Seems the, like uh, profiling. <laughs> <laughs> we play the Oklahoma City Thunder who just beat and held the Lakers to 86 points.
0: They beat them by almost 20, right? Didn't they beat them by 19? Yeah, they beat them by
1: 19. Yeah, what a crazy, crazy game. That that Thunder team is very good, very solid. Um, so I expect a, a loss. I wouldn't even doubt, if it was me, I wouldn't doubt if they even hold uh, somebody out of these games. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I hold Morant out, but, man, I would be tempted to. Mm. To try to, to try to grab one the next next time against maybe Toronto, who might be resting people, or even the Celtics who uh, are resting people, or the or the Bucks trying to grab a game here or there.
0: Gotcha. The Grizzlies and the uh, Thunder have played twice already, but they were both back in December, a week apart. First yeah. time they played the Grizzlies, they lost by four, one twenty six mm. to one twenty two. Next time they played they beat the thunder 110 to 97 so wow. probably going to be a pretty low scoring affair if i had to guess probably yeah. in that 110 105 range um hoping for a miracle we need just one of them <laughs> yeah one miracle hopefully okc's they're not going to take off because chris paul won't let them but uh <laughs> right. we could use a break cp3 come on yeah do do a yeah. little uh Little charity work here at the bubble. Have uh, a brother, out anything else besides we go, Danny?
1: No, I think this, uh, I think the team played, um, energetic today. Um, I, I just think that we don't have the poise yet of a veteran team, and I, I think that that will come. And these are all good learning experiences. I'm glad, and I hope that the city of Memphis and the fan base kind of take season stride. Uh, we've had a three players. Uh, kind of go down with injury, which is crazy. And um, a lot of other teams have not had these issues. So we've kind of all kind of taken them on for everybody else. But I hope we play the spoiler and I hope we kind of get behind this team and we win a game early maybe and we catch that Bucks game late. Uh, that would be two wins. Yeah. So I think if we can get uh, Oklahoma City, Toronto or Boston, I think we have a chance to grab that Bucks game. So that'd be two games we might be able to play big spoiler here.
0: Yeah, I that's kind of where I've landed is best case scenario right now is just win two of these last four. Right. And if God please just win at least one. Jesus. Yeah. At least let us exactly. feel good about something heading into. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we, we don't need to go winless. We don't need to go winless from here on out and go, you know, if we if we get ninth we've lose that play and we don't need to go oh and nine heading into off season because fans here will lose their mind right so we sure. cannot have the topic all summer be about hey the grizzlies were in eighth they completely fell yeah. out they lost nine in a row how are they going to start next year they got all these injured, blah, blah. you know how these people are yeah so yeah. we i sure. we cannot afford that let's hope we're praying for a miracle because that's what we'll probably need right now um, but speedy recovery to triple j tyus jones yep. justice yep. winslow good learning yep. experience like you said learning some poise learning how to win like yep. we, that's the next phase yep. it's not enough yep. to just be in these games late now you've got to learn how to win it so good learning experience not super high stakes ish sort of so mm. i think it's i think it's overall a good thing long term for the Grizzlies but thanks for being on again real quick Danny and interrupt Big Brother go back and find out on Twitter what you missed
1: we're uh, we're cheering for Cody (laughs) (laughs) H-O-H
0: well thanks for tuning in again everyone hopefully we will have an episode here soon where it's not all doom and gloom and the end of the world hopefully that will be Friday night we will be back after the Thunder game enjoy the rest of the week of NBA Basketball
1: We gonna celebrate, celebrate.